Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Democracy Ish Up Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody on and time quick... and professional. <laughs> yeah, right. That, see, that little quip was not professional. So you're just mocking yourself. Speaking of professional, little moment of housekeeping. Did you do your homework, Danielle? Yes, I did. Oh, good. Because longtime listeners of the show will note that Danielle has in the past gotten homework and just <laughs> didn't do it. <laughs> Danielle's homework was this one. I was this one. I was very excited to do. Torre. Oh, good. Danielle's homework was to listen to Dave Chappelle's new stand-up routine, "The Closer," which all the cool kids are talking about. I listened to it six times last week. I thought it was brilliant, and yet I understand. And I want to dig into this. Some of what our trans brothers and sisters are saying. I think this special in particular is a little angrier and bitterer than some of Dave's (laughs) past things. And I think some of his jokes about trans people in the past were, I'm making a joke about a thing that I think is funny. Now it's like, this this is the thing that I can talk about that I know is most third rail and most explosive because people have been mad at me about this, but I am mad at them. And I think one of the things that I want to bring out in this conversation is that two things can be right at the same time. And I think there's a lot of things going on. And I think there's a lot of there's a lack of nuance in the way the two groups are talking about each other. I see black trans people saying, we feel offended and attacked by this conversation. And then you have Chappelle fans who are like, it's a great hour comedy. Get with it. Stop being so sensitive. Um, And I think two different sides of the conversation can be right at once. You know, here's the thing. First, I will say that I do think that people should form their own opinions, meaning that I don't think that you should just go along with what is being said in the headlines and not actually take this in for yourself, right? And and form your your own opinion. As a black queer woman, right? I uh, have long detested comedy that makes people from marginalized communities the butts of their jokes. I think it is a lazy fucking way to do comedy. I'm not a comedian, but I think that 
picking on people who are literally at the bottom of society's totem pole um, and thinking that that is witty and, and, uh, and going to be enjoyable for folks is problematic. I also think it's problematic that, you know, in order to get eyeballs anymore, right, you have to have this shock. And what is most shocking is being the biggest asshole, right? What is most shocking is doing something that is going to get you quote unquote canceled. And, you know, what I thought was interesting in the beginning was, you know, the, the conversation around the baby, right? Because what I thought was interesting there was he's like, this motherfucker shot someone, Murdered. like killed, like killed them, murdered them and didn't get the kind of fucking outrage Right. Didn't get can- there was no conversation. The I didn't even the, 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 I didn't the fact know. is, I didn't know until Dave Chappelle fucking said it. I didn't know that the man is a murderer. Right. Yeah. So so here you have. I thought that that conversation was smart because it's like, how is it that we don't care about the fact that the man is a murderer and killed somebody in a fucking Walmart? But like you want to you want to cancel him. Well, about this. Well, no, like, here, it was, the, here's it was the thing. that kind that, of that comparison. Black, black Lives Matter, and this is part of his thesis. I think that was one of the most important moments in the whole special. Black Lives Matter so little that baby could murder a black person. It's very important that it's a black body that he destroyed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. nothing happened to his career. And yet he said some very unacceptable things Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. gay people and his career was actually disrupted and dave lays it out black lives matter less than gay feelings yeah yeah and when he said that when he said that as a as a queer person i was not offended by that because i thought to myself i'm like this is a really important point right because you're talking about what what why should somebody be canceled you would think that killing someone right would be like so the record label we're not going to carry you anymore the stores the festivals we're not going to carry you anymore but nah they were they're totally fine because the other part of that twisted scenario is that that's a part of rap right like the, that's a part of the fucking culture Still, well, saying, and that is saying, in, in a way that's acceptable. Saying, homophob- saying homophobic things has also uh, long been part of of hip hop culture. That, but also the idea that a rapper is powerful and gun toting, and you know, a yeah. part of a gang or this or that or the other thing. So it's like, oh, you know, maybe his fucking sales went up after people learned that he was a murderer. Like mm. that's what's so. I, I think that that is a much more interesting conversation to have about who actually has power. Right. And that's what he, and that's what I think that Dave Chappelle offered in that snippet was like, how is it that we care more about this community's feelings than we do about this community's life? Look, the notion that, that Dave is punching down is completely thrown awry by him pointing out, I'm talking about white people and their behavior. 
and how they function in society. And look, a significant part of why gay people were able to succeed in society, um, you know, like over a 20-year period, you went from, you know, like, don't ask, don't tell, being very politically hard to get past, to gay marriage being supported um, widely and broadly. The part of the reason why that happened is because gay people are, many gay people are white and they were able to use their whiteness. And Dave uses a specific example of he's having a dispute with a, with a gay person and they say, I'm going to call the police. And they're, as soon as they need to pull out their white race card, they do. Now, Mm -hmm. look, a couple of things In, in no, in no way, shape or form is Dave Chappelle have, has he been canceled? And then throwing that word into this conversation reduces the word to meaninglessness. Dave is has a, a gigantic bank account. He's lost no opportunities. His special is the number three special on Netflix right now. Netflix would leap to give him another nine figures tomorrow to do three more specials. In no imaginable, you know, like in no imaginable ways. John Gruden got canceled. He lost Mm -hmm. his job. He probably can't get another job, at least for a minute. He was kicked out of the- He could run for Congress, though. He could, he could, he could. He he got kicked out of his old team's ring of honor, right? So, like, we're retroactively taking you out, even though what you did, you didn't do that here. That's cancellation. Dave Chappelle has a few people angry with him. Now, mm-hmm. let's be clear. Dave's conversation in this special absolutely contributes to the notion that you can make fun of trans people, that they are other, that they are uh, at times laughable, which contributes to the notion of we can attack them, we can kill them. I'm not saying necessarily that somebody will listen to Dave's special and go out and kill a trans person, but the general climate that contributes to them being killed for just walking down the street, this is part of that. And when, you know, one of the mistakes that the critics of Chappelle are making is they immediately dismiss him as boring, old, and over the hill. And their critique would be more powerful and people like me would hear them better if they would start by acknowledging this is the greatest living comedian. And when the greatest living comedian thinks that it's, it's, it's acceptable to spend 45 minutes dissing gay people, talking about gay, uh, trans, trans genitalia and the way that he does, um, talking about I'm team turf, that contributes to the notion that these are lesser people and we can beat them mm-hmm. up and and mm-hmm. kill them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But multiple things can be true at once. Dave's argument that he is not punching down they are white people is also valid. And I think part of part of what Dave is doing is he is working out in real time his own understanding of what's going on here. My life as a straight cis person, part of why I came to understand and 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 accept gay people is because they were in my life. And I'm like, 
these people are cool. Like, you know, why would I not accept them politically in every other way? And when you saw mass comings out uh, in, in the 90s and the double O's, t- millions of Americans realized my coworker, my friend, my sister, my cousin is gay or lesbian. Oh, well, I already love that person. Well, they can't, you know, even Dick Cheney's like, well, you know, I can't hate on gay people. They're in my family. Are all, I already love them. Trans people have a much harder time getting to that because there are fewer of them and fewer of fewer people are having direct relationships with trans people to have that experience. I had a friend who uh, talked to me about her trans son, which made it very real and tangible for me. Dave talks about his relationship with Daphne, which makes their uh, relationship, their 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 human experience, very real and tangible for him. But part of what he's doing, especially in this one, is he's working out in real time, here are my thoughts on this issue. And I'm not saying, he says, I'm not saying that trans women aren't women. So he accepts that. But then he's like, but her genitalia is not really pussy, right? Is it? And like, He's working it out. And like, is that, does he say it? Does he say that in a hateful way? I don't think so. But he's, but it's like, but 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 that that level of honesty is too much to take for some people. It's not for a lot of people, but it is for some people. I think that here is where we always come up against a problem, which is that I don't want a white person telling me what is painful or hurtful to me as a black queer woman, right? And Mm -hmm. I sure as fuck don't want non-trans people telling me what is hateful or hurtful to them. And I think that the problem that we we face is not that, Oh, well, there's there are less trans people. So I, you know, it's it's def- difficult for me to understand and come into rela- and 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 unlikely that I will be in relationship. It's the fact that if a community of people, right, who by the way, black trans black trans women are murdered at the at the highest rate, right? And are once again on a record-breaking year of more black trans women being murdered. Because when they are, when some cis man, right, decides that, you know, I'm embarrassed, I'm this, I'm that, they kill them, right? And what is that largely about, right? They understand like, well, you're not a real this, you're not a real that, not real genitalia, not real this, that, and the other thing. So you're trash to me and I can treat you as such. I think that when a community of people say, this is painful, this hurts. I don't think it is it is helpful for us who don't understand that experience, don't live those lives to tell you like, oh, well, that's not I, I didn't mean it that way. He didn't seem to be mean. He didn't it didn't seem to be those. The actions of violence begin in these locker rooms, in these, you know, and, and I use that figuratively in these spaces that it starts out as a joke. And then you think that those people are a joke. And because you think that they're a joke, then they don't matter. And you diminish them, right? Um, and do so in a lot of ways violently. So that, that to me, is, is the problem. I don't say that, oh, Dave Chappelle is working this out and, you know, and, and, and trying to understand. It's, it's like, how are you doing that? 
right? By using like the the physical, like their physical bodies as like a, as target practice for your jokes when it's used as target practice for violence, right? All the time. Like, I I think that there is a, a very fine line and I know that his job as a comedian or what he feels like his job as a comedian is, is to push that line, push that boundary and get those shock moments. But my question is at, at whose expense? At what expense? I, I think, I mean, shock moments is almost a very dismissive way of putting it. And I think one of the core jobs of a comedian, and especially of black comedians historically, has been to say the unsayable thing. And through saying it and having the conversation openly, you get to have these conversations and these redefinitions of where we all are. And one of the things that he talks about in The Closer is having one of those conversations live with Daphne where he's doing a show and she starts talking to him and they start having a conversation. They start asking real questions and he doesn't fully understand what she's talking about, but he's giving her the space to uh, answer his questions and her to ask questions back to him. And comedy is a special space in American life, you know, and and maybe in other countries, I don't know how it functions in other countries, but in American life, it is a special space. And you can, I mean, you know, one of the things he talks about, you can choose to not engage in it. He's like, you know, when the woman is chasing him through the mall and he's like, did you listen to my special? No. Did you come to my concert? No. Uh, You know, did did I come to your car and perform your my act for you? No, then leave me alone. You didn't have to consume this at all. And sure, you know, trans people who who get the impact of somebody saying, "Hey, I listened to Dave and others, and I can treat you however I want." They didn't have to listen to Dave to get the effect. This show- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Oh, is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. The midterms are coming, and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections. We all know that our government is broken. Politicians spend more time working for themselves, their big donors, and their political party instead of for us. We as Americans have had enough of the corruption, partisan bickering, and gridlock. Look, I get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out, but I'm here to tell you there's reason for hope. Our political system is broken now, but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with Represent Us. 
a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now, until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting. And they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. But if we, I think a lot of people are slowly working out what they feel about trans people and are working their way toward understanding trans people and they may not be as woke and as understanding as as you would like as we would like at this time it's a it's gonna be a process a lot of people do not understand what it means to be trans and they reject the whole conversation and just to even have dave talking about it in any kind of way is at least opening up the door to like Let's think about what this means. He says, I'm not saying they're not women. And all the jokes of like, I'm transphobic and I'm team turf. The real bit is when he says, I'm not saying they're not women. And, you know, and he's saying, you know, like, uh, you know, about Daphne, I'm going to tell your daughter that your father was a great woman. He's doing the most that he can to accept her as a real as having a real human experience. I just, you know, whenever I hear someone say, it's going to take time, right? Like, oh, people just don't understand. I want to fucking scream because it is the same thing that black people, straight black people have been told since the beginning of, oh, it's just going to take time for white people not to be domestic terrorists. It's just going to take time for racism to go away. Like, don't rush it. And I'm like, how hard is it? I don't need you to understand the trans experience. I need you to understand like people, right? That like we should treat people with dignity and respect. Fucking regardless, you don't need to have a breakdown of like uh, of a surgery if somebody opts for this sur- for uh, a correction surgery or not. You know, like you don't need to understand the particulars to know that like there are people on this planet that are hurting because they weren't born into the body that like they feel right, like and that they want the world to treat them in the way that like is reflective of like their full of their full personhood. Like why? Like it's, it's the idea that in order to, for me to respect somebody and to provide them with dignity, I must see myself in them. I must put them in some type of box, right. To, to, to equate some type of sameness so that then I decide that it's okay to respect them. I'm like, why the fuck can't you just get that from the jump? Why do you have to understand the trans experience as opposed to just understand that people should be treated well and not treated like fucking trash Um, and not made fun of and not be not be poked at and not be humiliated? Like, why? Why do we need to have why do you need to meet and be in conversation with a transgender person in order to get that? I think that's the way that human beings function, you know, but I also think, you know, we, we need 
to know and interact with certain people to understand their humanity, partly because we're waiting, we're getting to them by wading through a sea of biases. So the white people who grow up not interacting with black people, it's going to be a little bit trickier for them to see the full humanity of black people. Um, you know, the straight people who who grow up and live their lives not knowing any out gay people, it's just going to be a little bit harder. It is hard for human beings to ascribe humanity to real strangers. and But part of the other thing, too, that your comment brings up for me, there's there's the heart and the head. And in terms of racial issues, I'm not really that concerned with winning over white people's hearts. As long as black people have the rights to do what we need to do, as long as we have the economic power to do what we need to do, I don't really give a shit if you love me or respect me or, you know, see my humanity. If I have enough money to take care of me and my community, if I have the legal rights, and I do not currently have de facto the rights or the economic power to do what I need to do, but if I have those things, then I'm good. And I don't need to, I don't need to win over your heart. I need to have the laws and the pocketbook or the wallet on my side. And I understand, again, you know, ha having the heart will help trans people to not be murdered for walking down the street. Uh, but ultimately, they need, what they really need is the laws to function in their on their behalf. They need the police to recognize them as full human beings who do, who do not deserve to be attacked. They need the world to give them respect. You do you really need me to to love you or you need me to respect you? You need me to respect you. And that's and that's yeah, and I'm like I I just need other people to respect other people like that, like at the end of the day, I don't, I don't need you to love. I don't even need you to like me. Right. But I need you to get the fuck out of my way. I need you not to create a climate and environment that diminishes my ability to my full citizenship, to the full safety and protections that like our constitution and laws are supposed to provide, you know? And, and what I recognize here is just like, <laughs> You're not going to meet everybody that is different from you and be able to strike up conversation. And so does that mean that then we're going to be devoid of being able to respect other people's differences? I don't need you to be like me in order for me to respect you. And I think that that's part of the putting people in boxes piece. And I, you know, I, I, I just, you know, one of the, I will say this, that one of the mistakes that I believe that the LGBTQ plus community made particularly around marriage. And I will say this because I was one of the like activists out uh, talking about marriage equality all the time is that we always, we, we, we created this dynamic where we're just like, we just want to get married just like you. We love just like you. You know, we just want, we, you know, we just want the same things that you are. Look, I want kids and I want this and blah, blah. And it was like trying to assimilate into this heteronormative like relationship and dynamic instead of just being, you know, and, and I think that that's the problem is that then we created this so much distance with trans people and like, and all different aspects of the community, because we're just like, look, we're just like you. Right. And it's just like, no, we're actually not. And that's okay. 
Like, we're actually not the same. And that's, and I should still have the right to marry who the fuck I want. Like, but I don't need to have the same lifestyle, the same, you know, goals and ideas that you do in order to be able to have my rights. I, uh, in the run up to gay marriage, I argued quite a lot that gay marriage was really important because what it did was it said to uh, the society that this relationship is just as valid and just as important and just as committed as this relationship. And if, you know, you've seen it in your life when you show up somewhere and you say, this is my wife, this is my husband. And you have, society sees you a little bit differently and they see your relationship a little bit differently. And if gay people were forever prevented from getting married, your relationship Mm -hmm. is never serious enough to rise to the level of marriage. And that is a form of segregation. And you are yep. never able to rise to the level of of a married person. It's it's not right. It would not be right, and it would put gay relationships on a second class citizenship mm-hmm. level. And you know, look, you know, I don't know or care what you do when you close the door and it's just you and your partner. And I think different marriages function in different ways. But I think that it was definitely important for folks to be able to say, you know, this is my husband. And you're like, oh, my God, you guys are super committed. Just like, you know, me and my wife, me and my husband, whatever. Um, but I think I think you're, it's, it's hard to get away from the notion that knowing people connects you to them and their struggle in a way that the abstract intellectual thing is just not going to work. And I think it's really critical the way that Dave ends talking about Daphne and this great long, I mean, it's a tragic story, but as far as stories go, it is a great, long, real story. And a lot has been said um, by people who, who were closer to Daphne, much closer to Daphne than Dave was. But he befriended her when he didn't have to he mentored her when he didn't have to he gave her a job when he absolutely did not have to he welcomed her into a circle of comedians even though she had not shown nearly the experience or the chops to be there and gave her a chance to be there and embraced her when she showed that she was actually a funny person and and says she's not your tribe she's my tribe and i could make off-color jokes about her and she would understand because she's a comedian because she understands that comedians need to be able to make off-color jokes and 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 what what civilians would call inappropriate comments but in the context of comedy it becomes much more powerful and you know we don't know what caused her suicide, and there's a lot of conversation about that. Um, but in her wake, Dave is the one who's there picking up her legacy, giving her daughter, which is incredibly who is incredibly important to her, money, there to tell her one day stories about 
her father. You know, it, it, it's it, and that is a, Daphne's a person who he cares deeply about and is tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts. Good news. Ad free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash news ad free. That's Amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's hurt by her death. And that's the sort of bridge to understanding the humanity of these people, of having a deep interaction relationship with one of them. And, you know, some of the, the ways that people are trying to diss that part of the set it just lacks a total understanding of what he's trying to do there and how he's trying to process. I'm sorry that he's not woke enough for you, but he's working his way there. He ends saying, I'm not going to do any more comedy about you until we both understand that we're laughing together. So this is his retort back to them. And now he's laying down his sword and saying, we're not going to do this anymore until we come to some more common ground. You know, I, I think that's really, it's really an important way of him phrasing how he really feels about this. Yeah, I think that, you know, art is important, Right. It is supposed, and I and I do think that comedy is is art, and I do think that it is supposed to provoke conversation, and it is supposed to make people feel uncomfortable and to think and to think differently. I just wonder, you know, you're an intellectual, right? And you know, the people who are intellect who can intellectualize in the way that you did, the process that he's moving through, like. Great. I am more concerned with the people that just laugh at the jokes, right? And don't understand the nuance, don't understand the processing. And I think that, I mean, Dave Chappelle, one of the reasons why he left his fucking show was like, am I doing more, like, am I doing more harm than good? Am I, like, you know, it, 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 like you have white people like laughing about this shit. Like, is it funny? You know, I think that there's, I think that there is, a fine line here. And again, not being a trans person, I'm like, you know, I don't think that I get to laugh at your pain. And I don't, I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that. Do I think that Dave Chappelle is going to be, no, he's not canceled to all of the things that you said in the beginning. Um, and I think that the way that he processes and what he does is very different and interesting in comparison to other comedians. Um, but I, again, I just, I don't know. I, I'm more concerned with the people who don't get the nuance, who don't get, who don't have that intellectual capacity no, I and, know. And, and, and how, and how, and how are their feelings about this part of the LGBTQ community being shaped? That's my concern. I, I know. And I, you know what I, I, I cannot, uh, you know, obviously we don't want trans people, black or white, to be murdered and to be unable to move around um, 
in the streets like normal human beings. Uh, at the same time, I, I I cannot say that art, especially a high level art like Chappelle comedy, should be crafted uh, with the dumbest people in society in mind. That like <laughs> we can't say that because that's dumb, what we do in general. Because because <laughs> dumb people might jump off and say this, and then like I, I you know I mean like. My God, like I cringe to imagine a world, uh, you know, where where comedy and art and music and movies were shaped so that you know what what would the dumbest people take from this? Um, but uh, you know, I I, I want to say the one thing that several people, not just you, have made this comment that Dave said uh, that he felt that his comedy was being taken the wrong way, and that's why he left Chappelle's show. I interviewed Dave after he left Chappelle's show. I was the third person to talk to him. Um, excuse me, no. Uh, I don't know that I was the third person to talk to him, but I talked to him shortly after he came back. And when we talked about why he left, he did not talk about that person laughing wrong. He talked about... um the stress of getting paid a lot of money and the, the, he compared him. He said, we've seen this before with Mariah Carey and Martin Lawrence when they got their gigantic deals. Um, and it, you know, the story of the white kid who laughed the wrong way is a really neat encompassing of what happened but i don't think it's really honest you can't say you paid me too much money i couldn't i freaked out you cannot say that no one would understand that but i think that it relates much more to the stress and pressure of being given a gigantic check which is why he walked away from that check rather than Oh, somebody laughed wrong. I'm out of here. And that laugh wrong has been used against him this past week. And I'm like, eh, I think you're using that in a really convenient way. You know, whether or not he left because and I and I will tell you, I definitely. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't be something that people can relate to people cry me a river, you know, Oh, your check was too big. And now you have, you know, now, now you're like a walking ditty song, more money, more problems. Like, and I'm supposed to like give a fuck, you know? Um, was, yeah, that, that's biggie. totally not relatable, particularly that big, like biggie. That was biggie. Not puffy. Biggie. Okay. Sorry. Um, but the, you we're know, in Brooklyn, get it straight. I just feel, I don't know. I just feel like, I just want people to be better. <laughs> I I really do. I really do. And I don't necessarily, I don't think that Dave Chappelle is a bad person. I don't think, you know, the things that people are saying right now within the community, I don't think that they're entirely warranted. Um, but I just, I want us to think better about, you know, the, the, responsibility of people's like lives and their feelings and like, and that mattering, particularly at a time when this country is completely devoid of empathy and like care, you know, about anybody. 
And so uh, that that's kind of where I, I sit with it. Like I do, I think it should have been be pulled from Netflix and like all of those things. No. And they, it, they're a capitalist machine. Like they're going to pull the number three show and say, oh yeah, you know, cause there are more LGBTQ people that are like putting money in our pockets. No, that's not, you know, that's not going to be the thing, right? If it's going to make you money, you're going, you're going to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, I think they're doing it. I think they're doing it for. I mean, obviously, yes, the capitalist motive is going to drive. I mean, number one, driving this gigantic international corporation. Um, but I think that there's got to be a line between hate speech, which is what some want to make. I'm not taking away that you given person were offended that's that's your reporting of your feelings and that's fine but to not consider the intention especially for a piece of art when he's talking to the woman and he's like i'm the maker of this art you can re- you can receive it however you want but i can tell you as the maker of this art i don't hate women <laughs> and i don't know why these bitches think i do <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't hate women. And I think there's a is a there's a fine line and more than a fine line between hate speech, which is what some are trying to make this out to be, and speech that is challenging to others. Yeah. And I don't and you know and and you know Dave is Dave is saying white people White trans people. That's a large part of what he's talking about. How can I punch down on white people? And I think it's a it's a clever and a compelling argument if if you don't start from the perspective of, oh my God, he's transphobic. I'm so upset. Um I you know, and the funny thing is, is <laughs> the funny thing is that. You know, what people don't know, if you're not an actual member of the LGBTQ community, is that the LGBTQ community is fucking transphobic. Like the and like and the the fact that, you know, most organizations are run by the wealth of cis white gay men who are racist. Right. Like all of those things can be true at the same fucking time. And that that's a conversation that we really don't have. And when he started out, I was saying, like, you know, can gay people be racist? I was sitting there like, yeah, I know a lot of them. <laughs> like, What are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? You know, um, I remember talking to queer people about, you know, about including trans people in legislation. And they're like, why? What do you mean? <laughs> why? <laughs> you know, like they didn't give a fuck either. So it's, you know, just treat people with respect. Be fucking kind. Like, it's not that difficult. I don't I don't get it. Um, Thank but, you, you know. for listening to Democracy-ish. <laughs> I love that we got down to a lot of L and L's and G's and B's are transphobic. I'm Torre. <laughs> I'm Danielle Moody. And it uh, looks like we'll be back next week. Unless we're canceled. Ha <laughs> <laughs>